This episode of the New Hampshire Business Show is sponsored by Everlasting Capital. If you're a small business and you need money and a bank won't give it to you, Everlasting Capital is here to help. In as quickly as a couple of days, you can have the funding your business needs for new equipment or anything else you can need the capital for. So submit your application today and see how they can help you out. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. As you can see, we're in a different room today. <laughs> um, we are in the main hall of the co-work. Um, so I needed a bigger space. So my name is Chris Pastrana, and today we are here with Your Next Adventure, which is a book. I'll show you right here. Book. <laughs> uh, planning for life after the sale of your business. So let me spin the camera around. Everyone, you introduce yourselves. Uh, good morning, Chris. Uh, it's John Weeks. I'm uh, Managing Director for Family Wealth and Business Transition Planning at Harvest Capital. Okay. I'm Jim Fitz, and I'm the Chief Planning Officer at Harvest Capital. And I'm Marshall Rowe. I'm the founder and CEO of Harvest Capital. Okay, awesome. So let's get started. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and the book. Well, as, as a firm, Harvest works with family business owners mm -hmm. or owners of closely held businesses. And what we determined over time was that those families, when they were thinking about transitioning their business, they had a set of advisors to help them manage and prepare the business for the transaction or the transition, but they didn't have an advisor who was focused on them personally and their family. Mm -hmm. And the sale or transition of a business has a significant impact on the whole family. And we thought a book was the best way to bring together the mix of different thoughts and ideas that we found to be important for families to consider as they think about a transition. Okay. so. Our are most businesses kind of family held in a small avenue like that? I don't know how common that well, is. Well, most of, most of America's economy is actually owned and run by closely held or family owned businesses. Yeah. In fact, that's, and especially the New Hampshire economy. Mm -hmm. We're not an economy of large corporate America. Yeah. We're, we're a state with predominantly family owned businesses and they range from small shops on Main Street mm -hmm. to large enterprises with hundreds or thousands of employees. Yeah. So it covers the spectrum, but New Hampshire's predominantly family-owned business. And we, we talk about uh, really mm -hmm. every, every business is a family business, mm -hmm. you know, even if it's first generation entrepreneur, uh, the overlap of the business uh, issues and concerns uh, are usually overlap with the family as well. And so, uh, a lot of things where it's uh, things in the family impact the business, things in the business impact the family. So, uh, so that term family business, I yeah. mean, it means a lot of different things to different yeah. people. But, but we feel like it's a, it's a very broad, you know, uh, encompasses everything because of that connection and that overlap between family and business. Yeah, I definitely get that. Um, so let's talk about the book then. Uh, what type of things are we addressing in the book? Well, the biggest challenge that we see owners struggle with when they're thinking about selling the business is not so much um, assembling the team and doing the hard work around getting the right buyer and the right terms in the transaction, but it's thinking about what happens afterwards. Um, most of the business owners that we work with are probably in the 50 to 60 year old time frame. And, um, and they have a long life ahead of them. And they think, well, I can worry about that afterwards. I don't have to worry about what I'm gonna do once the business is sold. I need to really focus on the sale of the business itself. And what we're finding that if you don't plan ahead of time, you don't anticipate the types of 
uh, emotional issues that are going to affect mm -hmm. you down the road, um, that you're going to have a rougher time of it. And um, it can have uh, negative impacts on family relationships, on spousal relationships, on your social relationships. Um, so where we've worked with a lot of, of businesses and seen what happens without the proper advice and counsel, uh, one of the reasons we wanted to write the book was make sure that that advice and counsel was out there. Yeah. And we've seen where the you know, pre-transaction, not dealing with these issues actually can get in the way of the transaction being consummated. So the business mm -hmm. owner, their <coughs> life, their career, everything has been wrapped up in this one activity. Yeah. And, and then it comes time to sort of go through that transition. Every business must go, must go through a, an ownership transition. And all they can think about is, is all that will be lost, that, that all these things that are me, were me, that uh, define my success in my mm -hmm. life, uh, I'll no longer have them. And so, uh, so it's this mental block that, that really can stop them dead in their tracks from getting through that. Post-transaction, some can sort of compartmentalize that and just say, oh, I'll worry about that later. Yeah. They get through the transaction, and then they start looking back or they start talking to people who are going to help them with this next phase of their lives, and it's the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Right. You know, I could have done this. I should have done that. They get upset with themselves. They get upset with their advisors. They get upset with family, all those things. And so, uh, again, it goes back to the, the point of the book, which is start thinking about all of this stuff well in advance, not only the business, the aspects of the business transaction, but your own personal transaction or transition as well. Our goal is not to have um, our business clients have regrets afterwards. And mm -hmm. John alluded to uh, a lot of shoulda, woulda, couldas. Um, there are also a lot of planning opportunities, frankly, um, that uh, can be taken prior to a business sale that will really help a family after the business sale. And if you think about those things ahead of time, just structuring the deal a little bit differently can have a huge impact on how the family you know, works afterwards. Yeah, because I can see some of this is actually very interesting. Well, all of it's interesting, I shouldn't say that way. Um, <laughs> I can definitely see you know, someone's been working in the business for 30, 40 years. They started it. They get ready to go, and they don't even think about the emotional side of it. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, they're giving away that baby. You know, mm -hmm. it's another child that they're Absolutely. giving away, right. and they don't realize that once it's gone, say they have, uh, they sell to someone. Whatever that person does, you have no control over your company anymore. Right. So if they right. start doing something wrong with it. There's a whole bunch of things there that you're like, oh no, he's ruining my name. Well, it's not your name anymore, but it can still feel like that. So Absolutely. it's a very interesting point. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. All part of that uh, transitioning from, from being that business owner. We work with one family uh, business owner, uh, mm -hmm. sold their business, and, and still the family name was associated with it. Yeah. And they, they used the name as part of the history and story in their mm -hmm. webpage. And, and then some things started showing up online about uh, it became a tough place to work it was not uh, yeah. you know a desirable employer and so all of a sudden they were like you know we've got to we got to change that we want to get our names off of that yeah. when at first it seemed like a good idea like that can be part of our continuity mm -hmm. but um, but that's part of what we right. talk to the business owners about is is uh, you've got to you've got to start thinking about that separation and there will be disappointment because it won't be the same it absolutely will not so let's talk about what those things might be how you might deal with them or just resolve that you're not going to be able to deal with them no. but you've got to be able to move on you know one of the issues that that touches on is um, 
what happens to your employees and what mm -hmm. happens to the community if you're a large company and you've been supportive of the community in the past? Will the new owners support the employees, no. the community, at the same level? So again, back to the proactive planning piece, and we've worked with a client um, who expressed those concerns. They were in the process of um, selling to a public company, um, and they had been, uh, as a fourth-generation business, been uh, a critical part of the community for, for generations. Um, and not only were there a lot of employees, but you know there were there were parents of employees that had worked yeah. you know at the at the facility. So they were really concerned about what happens. And we talked about well, one of the things you can do is you can leave a legacy um, and, and design this ahead of time for the community, and it has you know the the name on it, um, and set an example for the new owners. And so they funded a. A donor advised fund for the community and they put the employees in charge of it. Mm. So here when a new owner is coming in there's a substantial donor advised fund sp specifically for benefiting the community and the employees of the company have responsibility yeah. for you know for, for handling those those uh, funds. And so that really mm. sets a solid example but also helps ensure the legacy and, uh, of what yeah. the family had built. The, the, the planning period that we're talking about in, in the book we reference uh, T minus five, meaning the transaction minus five years. And we, we really encourage business owners to start thinking about the transaction well in advance. Yeah. And in fact, we think five years. And what, what we are encouraging is that business owners develop a framework as they approach this. And we use the model of three clocks. And if the three clocks are aligned, you're likely to have a good transition or transaction of the yeah. business. And the first clock is what we call the industry <clears throat> clock, meaning that whatever industry you're part of, your business is part of, you want it to be well-functioning, you want there to be good growth, you want there to be high margins. The industry as a whole, ideally you want to be in a healthy state yeah. when you decide to sell your business. So that's, yeah. that's the industry clock. Then you have the second one being the business clock. You want your own business to be growing. You need to have good sales growth, you want to have good margins, mm -hmm. you want to have a good management team so that yeah. when you sell and leave, the business still continues to, to flourish. So that's the business clock. And then the third clock is the personal and family clock. And mm -hmm. the kinds of things that Jim and John have been talking about, some of those are related to the, the business clock mm -hmm. and some are very close to the personal and family clock. Yeah. And and what we found is that, that there is a, a, a fairly broad and very substantial mix of professionals who, whether they are uh, legal professionals, attorneys, or accountants, or M&A bankers, mergers and acquisition specialists, there are, there's a large group of professionals directed at helping the business owner prepare the business for sale, getting that clock aligned. Yeah. The types of things that, that Jim and John have been talking about are related to that personal and family clock. And you need a good amount of time to have the space to think about these things, but also sort of along the lines of what you talked about. When, when you've been a founder, entrepreneur, you've created this business, it's been your passion. Mm -hmm. And as an entrepreneur, your passion is what has driven much of the success of the business. Yeah. And when it comes time to sell it, you have to let go. And letting go is really hard, especially mm -hmm. if it's been your life passion. Yeah. Sort of like a child, as you were <laughs> suggesting. 
What we found is part of the <coughs> T-minus five opportunity is to explore and think about what's going to be the new destination for your passion. As an entrepreneur, your passion doesn't go away. It's no. not like you know a chalkboard and you just erase passion. It's part of the spirit and soul of an entrepreneur. They have to find a new destination for that passion if they're going to feel good and satisfied and feel like they have a purposeful life after the sale. So the significance of that T minus five framework of, of the industry, the business, and then the personal and family. And as John said, if the personal and family isn't aligned when the other two clocks are ready, no transaction. Yeah. And that's what we want to avoid, help the families avoid. Right. So in that conversation about uh, uh, you know, what to do, where, mm -hmm. what is that next adventure? What is that new destination? Um, it can take on a number of different uh, aspects and uh, uh, it can be very focused, but also it could be broad as well. And so things that come up, things that we talk to clients about are, are uh, things like for some they've got a, sort of a signature property or family property that yeah. they, they can all sort of rally around that. It's uh, with the additional time maybe of not being so involved in the business, um, maybe do things there, uh, bring people in that uh, can enhance that experience and, and make that into an even more special place. Um, and then uh, uh, we just, uh, a client of ours this, this week, uh, you know, called for a distribution out of a trust that was set up to benefit their kids and their grandchildren. And uh, the, the, one of the purposes outlined in that trust is it's for the education of kids and grandchildren, and education can include travel. And so they have done sort of these signature travel events uh, on an annual basis where they go to really interesting places, they learn about the places, they go with the whole family. And so that's another thing that it's sort of that, that could be an activity and a focus uh, uh, post-transition transaction mm. and philanthropy. Jim talked about it as a pre-transaction uh, concern, not concern, but a pre-transaction uh, initiative that they do. After the transaction, um, we see this many times with the families wanting to be philanthropic, wanting to give back to the community, and also bring the family together to, in a common effort, uh, benefit some of the interests yeah. and nonprofits that they identify. Um, another, you know, sort of little bit different twist on it is, is we also deal with some who are serial entrepreneurs. They go mm -hmm. from one venture, adventure, and venture to the next. Yeah. And so um, so that's okay too, you know, that they can get totally absorbed in that next entrepreneurial uh, venture that they are interested in. So there's a lot of ways to solve for it. It's the start thinking about it, plan for it, because it's going to help you to get to, you know, over that bridge and to that yeah. next I think one way that your readers can <clears throat> identify with this, who, if they haven't um, sold a business before, mm -hmm. is probably most people have uh, been without employment for a while. Yeah. Um, and when that happens, you feel lost. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know that there's more employment out there, um, but you're looking for a job, you're trying, you know, you're concerned about your family, you're doing some other things. And so there's a period of uncertainty in your life. And that's the same when you sell a business. If you haven't define the destination that you're going to. Mm -hmm. um, you have the business now, it's behind you, and yes, you've, you know, you've been successful, so you, you're not worried about where the next meal is coming from, but there's just nothing out there, and yeah. you have to figure out, well, what am I gonna fill my time with? Uh, it's, it's a feeling, it's an uncomfortable feeling, yeah. and everyone's going to go through it. Everyone that sells a business will have that feeling of disorientation, but the more thinking you do ahead of time and the more planning, if you design that destination, all of a sudden that becomes your 
uh, that becomes your goal. And now you almost can't wait to sell the business and get that behind you yeah. because now you've got something in front of you that you're really moving towards. And yeah. so we talk a lot in the book about uh, how important it is to define your destination, have something you're moving towards and not something you're moving away from. Another thing we point out is uh, sort of they transition from managing an operating company to managing the financial company that comes out of the mm -hmm. sale. And it really ties into Jim's comments there about uh, they are very strategic about their businesses. They plan, they do five-year plans, they're doing initiatives, they're, you know, they're looking at all the aspects that make their business successful and make sure they're paying attention to them. And so our recommendation is look at your next adventure, your post-transaction, in a similar way. Be strategic, think of things through, look for advisors who can help you to figure those things out, and much like you've had success in your business, you're going to have success in this next stage of life. Awesome. A, a, a different direction that mm -hmm. uh, we also touch on in the book that's very, very important is the sale, sale of a business is not just about the founder and the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Uh, CEO of the business, it's about his family. Mm -hmm. And at the top of the family is a partner or spouse who has been maybe a silent partner in the process of the, the founding and, you know, the ups and downs and the challenges of, of owning a business. And that, that work environment has in some ways defined some of that relationship with the spouse or partner. So when the business goes away, yeah. it impacts the spouse or the partner in a yeah. very significant way. And one of the uh, elements of this whole process, again, back in the, in the T-minus-5 time frame, is to talk with your spouse or your partner early on about your thinking and listen to their ideas and gain some appreciation for what this sale is going to mean to them yeah. and what's it going to mean to your relationship with them mm -hmm. and surprisingly perhaps because business owners tend to be so focused on the business they're not necessarily sensitive to the way the business has played a role in their family life yeah. not just for the spouse but for their children who are probably now adult yeah. children whether they're in the business or not and have a commitment to good communication, to really explore what does the business mean to the family and what's it going to mean to the family to sell the business. Yeah. And my colleagues have a lot of experience working with families where that's a big part of getting over the hurdle and getting the, the personal and family clock aligned, especially if it's a, as Jim mentioned earlier, a multi-generational family business where sometimes there are multiple branches of the family that own the business. Yeah. And John's background and his family, they owned a very prominent business in this state. And it was that scenario, it was a multi-generation with multiple branches of the family. And getting that clock aligned takes effort and communication. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I can see that whole thing being a problem. Because um, like, like you said, a lot of times, the spouse is a silent partner or not involved at all. They're just there for emotional support and they don't understand what the business means to that person. So, yeah, it's almost like losing a child, but only one of the spouses feels it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, other ones, the other one could just be like, oh, thank God that headache's gone. <laughs> and the other one's just like into 
like very upset, you know. So right. yeah, I can see that. So we uh, we interviewed yeah. the couple, so business owner and and spouse, uh, as in writing this book. Yeah. And so one of the one of the spouses' responses I thought was great. Uh, uh, she said, you know, you know, sell the business and you, you've got half the take-home income and you've got twice or more of your husband, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, and there's challenges with both of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the other thing we try to advise our business owners of is you can't manage your relationship at home like you manage your business. I mean, yeah. Being the CEO of the business is different. You're not necessarily the CEO of the house. Yeah. So we see a lot of uh, potential friction that can exist in relationships. Uh, particularly during that transition because, you know, as John was referring to, um, you know, the relationship builds over time between a husband and wife or partners um, where, you know, one of them is, you know, has a career here the other one may have a different career. And mm-hmm. at, at, at some point in time, those have to come together and all of a sudden there's an entirely different dynamic that's at play day in and day out that's different than it has been in the past. Yeah. Um, now, you know, that's, that's life. But recognizing where those tensions can be, um, we can um, recommend certainly that you open up some communication ahead of time. And the more communication, back to what Marshall was saying, the better the outcome is going to be. Yeah. Because then you've got everybody at least talking. Yeah. So I don't know if your book goes over this. It might be outside of the scope. But do you talk about it all, what happens if there's a death? <laughs> I don't know if you mentioned it. So say, like, in the same scenario, the spouse has nothing to do with the business the business owner dies sure. and all of a sudden you haven't been putting your uh, plans into place and all right. of a sudden now your spouse has essentially control over this big right. company that they're like, oh no. Well, yeah. the book the book doesn't address that specifically. Okay. So the work, it might the, the work that we do um, with clients though okay. definitely does that. Right. You know, this is a book that's targeted at a transition process yeah. and, and some of the more common variables. Mm-hmm. and. You know, a death isn't a common variable, but we certainly, in our day-to-day activity with clients, talk a lot about estate planning. Yeah. We put a lot of plans in place, buy-sell agreements, other things that, yeah. that relate to that. And, it, and this is part of the, the team that they will have assembled anyway and in, in, mm-hmm. in working in their business or, or in uh, running their business. Uh, they should be talking to them. You know, it's usually it's, it's legal. It's a, st- a combination yeah. of a state and, you know, it's, it's that succession plan should that event happen. Yeah. And there's strategies that would be sure that the spouse is taken and family are taken care of uh, while at the same time uh, try to position the business as best possible so that you can maximize that value whether it's for another generation or another family member to come in or to position for sale you know after that tragic event cool. so. I figured it might be outside the scope of the book yeah. but you never know it it's actually fits in pretty well it's part, it. of, part of the life of a business owner <laughs> yeah. so yeah. to think about that yeah. that's, that's our second book yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So um, where do people reach out, learn more, get in touch with you? Sure. Well, um, you know, our website is harvestcap.com, just mm-hmm. as, uh, as it sounds. Uh, we're up in Concord. We're easy to find on the Internet. If you put in Harvest Capital Concord, New Hampshire, you're going to, you know, find us quickly. Obviously, you know, I'd love to uh, pick up the t- phone and chat with anybody about what their uh, individual questions are mm-hmm. and obviously meet with them if there seems to be something that we can do to help them. Right. And the book's available on right. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we we wrote the book for business owners, but we also wrote it for those other professional advisors who have their own clients, whether they are corporate attorneys or bankers or insurance yeah. uh, representatives who are working with business owners to help them think about 
what's the ultimate transition of their business? Yeah. Because with you, with us, with, with every business owner, yeah. there is going to be a transition. Yeah. And it may not be tomorrow, but it's going to be sometime, and preparing early is what's really beneficial. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. It's been fun. All right. Thank, thank you, Chris. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Everyone, definitely reach out. Um, here's a picture of the book again. Definitely go get it. Most of you probably haven't planned for these types of things, so you should. <laughs>